Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's that? Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you And it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. Thank you to Mars and Arbel for filling in, the, filling in for me the last couple of weeks. Today's show, bananas are going to be a very, very central part of it. Bananas are central in all of our lives. Wouldn't you say there's probably a banana right in the center of you right now? I don't know what that means, but also happy Hanukkah to our listeners celebrating and commemorating Hanukkah. I'm going to start the show by taking all four of Adam Sandler's Hanukkah songs, one, two, three, and four, and playing them in quick succession. And here we go. Nah. Applesauce versus sour cream. That is the Levies, and that is Applesauce versus Sour Cream, an important song to bring out every year at this time, from their album Hanukkah Rocks. That's Levies, kind of spelled like Bee Gees, only with an L and a V, so there you go. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're also at WCBN.org. And, oh my God, all the bananas are going to disappear. There's a lot of reports out there about bananas in big trouble. For instance, this from the online post of Denmark, which is a news source I often consult when I 
consult that particular news source. It says here, just a few years ago, the major concern about bananas in Denmark was the large amounts of cocaine being found in boxes of the fruit being shipped out to stores. In 2013, nearly 200 kilograms of cocaine was found stashed among the fruit. And the odd report of drugs and big hairy spiders still pops up now and then. Now nature itself may have found a way to solve the drug and wildlife problems that occasionally infest your local netto. I'm going to assume netto is a supermarket chain. And they'll solve it by simply killing off all the bananas in the world. That's great. I don't know. This is Big Mike here telling you this here from the Denmark newspaper here. Older folks may remember that bananas used to be better. They were mostly of a species called Gros Michel, also Big Mike, you know what I'm saying, the world's most exported type of banana until 1965, when it was wiped out and declared extinct because of a fungal disease that started in Central America and spread to most of the world's commercial banana plantations, leaving no choice but to Burn them all down. Burn the bananas down. The banana industry turned to the current species, the Cavendish, which most felt was inferior, but it was at least immune to the fungus, so it was adopted by banana growers worldwide. Today it accounts for 99% of the world banana market. The Cavendish is grown the way many foodstuffs are these days. The plants are all clones of each other, I should have queued up some Alice Cooper. So there is no genetic diversity and no natural defense against the disease. Sounds like a great idea. Now that the Cavendish is under threat from a new strain of the same virus that killed off the old Gros Michel, one of the most popular commercial foods in the world is once again under threat. The fungus affects the plant's vascular system, preventing it from picking up water and it lives in the soil. A single clump of contaminated soil can be enough to spread the disease throughout an entire region. Now I need some scary Halloween music. So far, the disease has shown up in Southeast Asia, Australia, the Middle East, and Africa, and it has already de- it's already destroying the local economies in areas where it has appeared. And again, the only solution is to burn an entire plantation down and start over with a different crop. This is scary... I hope to find you some good news, though, but so far that's what I got. In the meantime, here is a song about bananas, or just specifically, banana. No, that's not it. This is it. It goes something like uh, this. No? How about this? No? Okay. I can't play you the song about bananas because the CD is not willing to play a song about bananas. In the meantime, I'm going to play you something else that I almost accidentally played. So let's try something else here. This is completely unrelated, but it is related to this special time. This is a recording of the Klezmer Nutcracker by the group Shirim out of Boston. And this is the Dance of the Latkes Queens. goes a little something like this, and we'll try to get those bananas queued up in just a moment.
go that was nothing to do with bananas except that it was very sweet that was in fact the group shirim and that was the dance of the latkes queens based on the dance of the sugar plum fairy from the album klezmer nutcracker it's wcbn fm ann arbor and it's 20 minutes before seven Arwolf has entered the room and he's going to help us to face the music at seven i believe again with songs from years that end in five now, we had no banana song a moment ago, but yes, we will have a banana. But in the meantime, yes, we have no bananas. Follow me? Okay, it's like this. I'm looking at Wikipedia and the Yes, We Have No Bananas page, which is very, very rich and full of potassium. I want to read some of that potassium to you right now. First thing it says, for the Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys episode, see, Yes, We Have No Bananas, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. We're not going to audibly, audibly, our audibly, we're not going to click on that. We're going to do instead a little bit of talk about, yes, we have no bananas. Is it a nonsense song or not? Well, yes, maybe, yes, maybe. No, if you sing it now, it kind of is. But it says here it was a novelty song sung by Frank Silver and Irving Cohn for the 1922 Broadway review, Make It Snappy. Sung by Eddie Cantor in the review. The song became a major hit in 1923, placing number one for five weeks. It sold a lot of eight tracks. It was recorded by Billy Jones, Arthur Hall, Irving Kaufman, and others. It was covered later by Benny Goodman and his orchestra, Spike Jones and his City Slickers, and many more. It also inspired a follow-up song, I've Got the Yes, We Have No Bananas Blues, recorded by Billy Jones and others in 1923. This is all very exciting, and there's a long, long story. There's a lot to do talking about the song, Yes, We Have No Bananas. We have no bananas today. The song is usually attributed to a banana shortage caused by blight in Brazil. 
Yes, just a moment ago we were talking about the fact that uh, bananas could be in trouble because they are a monoculture and they're all one kind of banana. They were the Gros Michel banana, now they're the Cavendish banana. Yes, so maybe it was blight in Brazil that inspired the song. That's one possibility. But the town in Lin- the town of Lynbrook on Long Island claims the songwriters composed it there. And the catchphrase, yes, we have no bananas, was coined by Jimmy Costas, a local Greek-American grocer. Citation needed. However, a 1923 article in the Chicago Tribune states that the phrase originated in Chicago in 1920. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Cartoonist Thomas Dorgan is also credited with inventing and or popularizing the phrase. It belongs to all of us. We have all invented it. But nevertheless, funny thing is, even though we all own it and it all belongs to us and bananas are us and we are bananas, the song nevertheless was the subject of a copyright infringement lawsuit, which I will get into in a little bit. I heard that on Paul Harvey one day. But in the meantime, yes, we have that banana. It really goes like this.
Nellerys. Exactly. Those were the Nellerys, a duo from Japan, and that was Banana. That was on a Hello Recording Club selection from April 1993. That was a recording club created by They Might Be Giants, and the Nellerys were one of the artists on that. The other songs on the collection included Waiting, Plastic Sky, and Bubbly. That was pretty bubbly. That was Banana. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We're also at WCBN.org. And our wolf and face the music is coming up at 7 with some wonderful music, primarily from the first half of the 20th century. Wonderful stuff for years that end in 5. Again, 5 is a cipher. It's a beautiful thing. Some fun stuff coming up this weekend. The DIY Ipsy Indie Art Fair. See, I've already mispronounced it. It's actually Dipsy. It's spelled D-I-Y with the I repeating itself once, but not really repeating as P-S-I. You know what I'm saying? No. It's the Dipsy Indie Art Fair. It's going to be... Actually, I'm going to have to double-check the location of that because I have contradicting information on that. Wait, here it comes. The Dipsy Ipsy Art Fair is going to be on December 12th and 13th. And it's going to be, as a matter of fact... Okay. This is one of those funny, funny days when things don't always go the way you plan them to. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and let's hear some more Klezmer Nutcracker. This is from the group Shirim. It's food. It's delicious. This is Waltz of the Rukalak. goes like this.
As chaos reigns in the background, the music makes everything all right. Yes, that is the Klezmer Nutcracker by Shirim. The particular piece there is the Waltz of the Rukalach, also based on Waltz of the Flowers. This is a group from Boston. Yes, this is the Klezmer Nutcracker. And you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Well, D. Dipsy is coming up this weekend, and there was an earlier listing erroneously saying where it was. I'm going to... uh, It's at the Riverside Arts Center. Dipsy is at the Riverside Arts Center, and that's good news. I'm going to tell you about a couple of events coming up this weekend. Although the computer is... Here we go. Thank you. Yes. Everything is going to be just fine. The Dipsy Holiday Market is at the Riverside Arts Center. It's going to be this Saturday and Sunday on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Sunday from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. 80 artists will offer their DIY creations with handcrafted food and drink available on four floors at the Riverside Arts Center. Riverside Arts Center is right on Huron Street there. It's very close to Michigan Avenue in Ypsilanti. Meanwhile, on Saturday, the Tiny Expo, an indie holiday art and craft fair, will be at the Ann Arbor District Library, downtown Branch. Dozens of local artists and crafters will offer their wares, and kids' activities will be available. And you can find more information about each of these events at our website, wcbn.org. Go to wcbn.org events, and you will find little opportunities to click on the words more information, at which point you will find out more. Now, Snopes.com says the following. I've heard many times that the now timeless World War I era ditty, Yes, We Have No Bananas, was the subject of a successful lawsuit for plagiarism by the publishers of the sheet music for, oh, I can't give it away, I can't give it away. I got to think about, think about, yes, we have no bananas. Da, 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 da. What do you think that sounds like? What uh, fabulous classical piece of music does that remind you of? Right, it's Handel's Messiah. The publishers of the sheet music for Handel's Messiah, the story says, and the banana publishers had to fork over a portion of their profits as a result. The question on the website is, is there any truth to that? After the song became a hit, the Westman Company, which published the sheet music for Handel's Messiah, took the publishers of Yes, We Have No Bananas to court, claiming that the melody was a direct steal from a portion of the Messiah. They won and were awarded a share of the song's profits. Actually, the song seems to be a pastiche of several popular pieces of music. According to Treasury of Popular Song, the tune of the chorus goes, Hallelujah, bananas, O oh, bring back my bonnie to me. I dreamt that I dwelt in marble halls the kind that you seldom see. I was seeing Nellie home to an old-fashioned garden, but hallelujah, bananas, I'll bring back my Bonnie to me. This is on scopes.com on their message board, and I am suspecting that the truth of this cannot be verified. Nonetheless, is something that I thought I would share with you anyway. This is WCBN.org and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike on Pandora's Lunchbox. And did you, know, did you know also about Yes, We Have No Bananas that it was the theme of outdoor relief protests in Belfast in 1932? The tune has also been resurrected on many occasions, including during rationing in the UK in World War II, when the British government banned the import of bananas for five years. 
Shop owners put signs saying, yes, we have no bananas in their shop windows in keeping with the war spirit. Keep calm and yes, we have no bananas. What can I say? And there are all kinds of things about Yes, We Have No Bananas on Wikipedia, including Australia's banana crop and Bart's girlfriend on The Simpsons and many, many more. But sadly, we are running out of time. This has been WCBN. I've been Mike for a while. Things behind the scenes here have been slightly drunk. So I just want to say thank you to the two members of Squeeze who wrote all their songs and performed at the Ark a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to play that until their songs until now. I'm still speaking in sentences. We're going to hear Slightly Drunk by Squeeze, recorded in 1980, live at Hammersmith Odeon. It's from the deluxe double disc of RG Bargy by Squeeze, which is a whole nother story. Thank you for listening. Never stop doing that. Tune in for Obluff and face the music in just a moment. Squeeze, Slightly Drunk, goes like this. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Slightly drunk, what was I saying? Like this, more like this. Hey, hey. 
Hey, look at this. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's almost 7 o'clock. And WCBN is student-run experiential experimental radio. Uh, pretty far off the mainstream most of the time. Emanating from the University of Michigan with a lot of help from um, staffers. And I think we even might have some faculty involved here from time to time, and a whole lot of people from the, uh, the Ann Arbor community in, across southeast Michigan getting involved in this uh, experiment, which has been on the public airwaves since 1972. We are, in fact, the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, and my name is Arwolf Arwolf. I'm only, it's the only radio I do anymore, Thursday nights, just for an hour, and the show is called Face the Music. And what you've got here is the, uh, the 15th in an 18-week series coordinated by the numeral five. That's because this is the end of the year 2015, and annually this seems to happen to my brain. I just start looking at at recordings and also uh, dates of, of composition and, and publication for music from the, uh, the first half of the 20th century, and sometimes even before the 20th century. I'm happy to say that for this uh, bundle, this 15th bundle of fives, the, uh, the opening fusillade is going to be, uh, it's going to consist of quite a number of, of, of examples from 100 years ago. So the song you're about to hear, written by George L. Cobb and Jack Yellen, was published in 1915. It was recorded in 1976 by R. Crumb's Cheap Suit Serenaders. This is the Alabama Jubilee. Let's try this. Face the music. <laughs> 